0: Welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. I'm your host, Mara Shore. I'm a partner in the medical practice management company, yes, Shore Solutions. Who's the other partner, you may ask? Easy answer. That would be my father, our founding partner, Jay Shore. Together, we now have an amazing team and clients across the country. Listen as I chat, converse, strategize, and commiserate with brilliant guests, colleagues, friends, clients, and influencers. It's time to listen, learn, and be inspired. Welcome to Shore Solutions, the podcast. Welcome back to this particular episode of Short Solutions, the podcast. My guest with us today is Angel Mitchell. Angel is a customer success manager for a major medical education event company and I plus count of how many years I have known Angel at this point. She is not only residing in California and has been truly focused on her role in the aesthetic and anti aging realm for close to a decade now. Side note, she's also one of the best huggers you are ever going to meet. I am so thrilled to have Angel have an open, honest conversation today with me. And Angel, let's let's get into this. I know we were starting to have some conversations and we said, you know what, let's just go ahead and let's hit record. So thank you so much for joining today on Shore Solutions, the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: We are today and and in this episode, really focusing and talking about some issues that truly need to be discussed. And you have spent close to a decade. um, I honestly can't believe either of us are now able to say that. but (laughs) close to a decade in the aesthetic cosmetic arena in the aesthetic cosmetic medical arena and really specifically in the event space. And so for the purpose of this podcast, we're not going to get into which brand and which company, but you have a great wealth of knowledge when it comes to what you have seen both as an insider and as a non-provider because you're not a medical provider you see things from an interesting patient perspective as well and so i think you and i were starting to starting to talk about that so i think just to start with a little bit if you can give like a 30 second version of how did you find your way into this particular space
1: I was really supposed to be on like a temporary contractor basis, but fast forward 10 years later, I'm still here <laughs> and the company's changed hands three or four times. And now I'm here.
0: You Yes. I can't, I can't believe it's been that long only because I can't believe it's been that long. You and I have known each other and you and I started talking about, and I want to pick up on this conversation. So as a, strong, educated, brilliant, modern Black woman, you have a really great perspective when it comes to what you are both seeing in the industry now as far as changes or maybe some lack thereof. And you and I were talking a little bit about, have Have you seen enough changes in the industry over over the past decade or so, the approximate decade, that you've been in the industry?
1: Yeah, so I I guess it's true what they say. Representation matters. And I just want to, I agree with that to tag on to that. Over the years, there has been change. I I I don't want to say there's been a lot, but at least now I see the effort toward it. And as far as, seeing more diverse images and people of color in the imagery. So I I'm seeing, you know, the pendulum swing that way, but I do think there could be more. When I look at things, especially in the field of aesthetics, I'm definitely not a provider. I'm closer to the patient perspective and I I don't see a lot of representation as far as African Americans and like skin our skin and what you know like we're not the standard so I don't see much representation there so I think that could be an issue as far as why we're not reaching as many African Americans as we could because we don't see ourselves represented in this realm even in this space even though we should we believe in the culture of beauty and things of that nature but and aesthetics, I don't see it so much.
0: Let's let's dig into representation. We know that representation matters, and if you don't see yourself in, we'll say for instance, um, whether it is marketing, whether it is the education that's available, then and this goes just in general. If you don't, if if you don't see yourself, you're less likely to want to participate in whatever it is, and so. When we talk about lack of representation, are you looking at imagery? Are you looking at the education that's available? Um, I mean, where, where in particular? Let's dive a little bit deeper into into what you mean by that.
1: I say it's the whole gauntlet of things for sure. Uh, I definitely don't see a lot of imagery and as far as my company, like I know that we are working harder toward that. That's what I enjoy as well. Like I'm seeing a lot more magazine covers with darker skin tones. And I've seen a shift toward us and being more inclusive in the education and the topics. And a lot of our lectures are focusing more so on dark skin and how to treat it and things like that. And these are the things that we need to see and offer because that translates into being more inclusive and reaching a a larger chunk of our demographic as well. When I first started, like I didn't see a lot of lectures on treating dark skin and things of that nature. It was more so default was a lighter skin. And then I would often hear like, that is just harder to treat our skin and that's all i hear you know so i don't really know as a patient i don't even know where to go as far as who would be an expert on my skin i think we could do better as far as reaching us educating us letting us know that we belong in this space too as far as providers we could do more there and You know, just try to reach our broader scale of the patients, I would say, and educate our providers more so on us, too.
0: And for you to say, even coming from that experience personally, when you say I, as a prospective patient, couldn't even tell you where to go. You live in a major market yeah. <laughs> you, you are not in the middle of, of nowhere where the nearest grocery store is 50 miles away, which I mean there's there's a time and a place and people that, that love that. but you know it's not that the nearest aesthetic practice is 300 miles away.
1: You live in Southern California.
0: Exactly exactly. And so to not be able to see that representation, For you, who's someone who works inside the industry in a major aesthetic hub says something. Years ago, at one point you were managing social media accounts for for organizations within the aesthetics industry, right? And so we all know that when we when we manage those accounts as social media managers, we obviously are following other people. We're following other practices, we're following others in our industry. And So when you are looking at what others are doing, what are you seeing that, and even to this day, what are you seeing that could be done differently in social media? And what are you seeing that maybe, I always like to say, have you caught someone doing something right?
1: That's a really compelling question. When I was managing the social media accounts, what I see on social media is that People love Black culture, but not Black people. That's an expression we have. In aesthetics especially, we do see a lot more, and on social media in particular, we see a lot more uh, aesthetically Black features, but not on Black faces. You know what I mean? More people are going for things that black people were known for, like, or that we were known for as it wasn't good looking. But now that it's a, a trend to have bigger lips and bigger butts and curvier bodies on not black people, then it's seen as beautiful. Braids are seen as beautiful, but not on black people. So that's what I'm seeing a lot of on social media and a lot of cultural appropriation but not so much credit toward that I think it affects both sides either black people are upset that that's happening or we're seeing like it gives us a a lower self-esteem as far as why isn't it good on me but it's good somewhere else so I still to this day see that and there is a conversation that is always being had about it so I don't really know where to go from there. Like, how do you change that? Like, how do you approach it? I mean, at least we are seeing more diversity, but that's still rampant everywhere.
0: How does that affect you from a patient perspective? Does that serve as, I don't want to say, a barrier to entry? I mean, you and I were were talking before about barriers to entry um, as well, and not to, to shift the conversation away, but I think it's just as we're talking about from a patient perspective
1: from a patient perspective and, and even on social media, like, because I come from a customer service background and I used to do social media for a long time, I'm judging everything, you know, like I'm looking at your social media and that's how I find also providers for me. I may be on there for work, but then I see someone's page and that's how I find something for myself or how I refer a friend, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at your page. I'm looking at the language on that page. If there's images, maybe there's diverse images. I'm looking at the language you use underneath that. Like I'm looking at every single thing, the hashtag, all of it. If you really are genuinely diverse or if you're just adding those images in to appear diverse. so. for me, I'm top to bottom watching it all.
0: Let's talk about language, right? So I know we talked about we talked about images. Let's talk about language for a second. And so when you say, um, you know, what sort of language makes you feel that there is less of a divide, or that that practice is being genuine, or that company is being genuine, versus the language that you're seeing where you say. This is not genuine.
1: Right. I would say that the language that I believe is if it appears that you've done your homework, you speak on darker skin or things of that nature in a positive light. I would consider myself a layman in terms of medical terminology and things of that nature. But anytime i sat in on like a skincare lecture and things of that nature i just mostly hear how hard it is to treat black skin or dark skin me i would conclude that there is no one qualified to treat my skin so if i hear someone who sounds like they know what they're talking about and they really focus on dark skin with the emphasis on treating dark skin not like Treating lighter skin and then, oh, let's see what we can do with dark skin. Then I'm convinced. Then I want to know more. Then that's maybe a doctor that I would like to deal with. So
0: Treating darker skin is not an afterthought. It needs to be thought of as this is a service we provide. This is education. Because one of the things that that I hear you saying and that we're, we're talking about is it starts with the education that providers are receiving as well so that we need providers to not number one, would they need to feel qualified. They need to showcase that they're qualified, but they need to be qualified. And do we think that it becomes something that, be, that truly comes from where does it come from that come from laser companies? Does that come from skincare companies to be on it to them, to make sure that they're providing that education? Does that come down to the doctors, making sure that they're taking that initiative? Is it all of the above?
1: I think it's all of the above. That's where you come in and you can help. Uh, I would say marketing, like market to us. We definitely have a huge market out here. And buying power. And we are definitely, if you pay attention to social media, trendsetters and things change when we start moving. So I think there probably are a lot of doctors out there that really do know what they're doing and treating us. But again, the afterthought effect happens where they're not like really thinking of reaching us. Reach us and you will be surprised how much we participate. I feel like that's kind of starting to resonate like just in the world in general right now. When we decide that we want something, things happen.
0: Absolutely. And I know that the conversations going on in the world around us are so much bigger than the aesthetic community. But this is a small corner of the world where we have the potential to make that difference sooner than later, starting right now. And so this is, it's our small corner of the world. And quite frankly, it's our small corner of the world where we have the audience we can speak to and the audience I can speak to, which is where I'm not at all saying that what's going on in the world is, you know, is not nearly as important as the aesthetic community. Oh, definitely. Th- it's part of a, it's part of a bigger, bolder conversation. And when we, you know, even, Drilling down and talking about skincare and skincare usage, you and I have had the conversation even surrounding sunscreen.
1: Exactly. I was just going to say, like, and I think when we start reaching out more so to us, it definitely educates us. I still have family and friends in my circle that believe that Black people don't need sunscreen, that we that it's harder for us to get skin cancer, that we just don't need, that we don't tan. A lot of people, not just Black people, like people who, they're just like, Black people tan? Like, I still get that question to this day. I'm 40 years old, and people ask me, they're like, shocked that our skin can tan. Like, if you have skin, it's like anything. It can burn, it can tan, you know, but people, and these are adult people, still ask me to this day. So yeah, uh, the education needs to be there. We need to be reached. I mean, it's definitely an open field right now.
0: So if you could see two or three changes in the next year, right, what would you, what would you love for those changes to be?
1: Again, I would say representation matters. So I think if people were more so putting more images out there and celebrating them as they are, like dark skin images and people out there and celebrating that beauty and not with a Eurocentric lens, I think that will really help just turn the page on things. Aesthetics is in no way more important than what's going on in the bigger picture, but if we start granularly showing these things in every aspect of our world, things start to change. So I just think images and representation and just being more conscious and aware of things will help a lot.
0: Is there anything else before we wrap up our conversation? Is there anything else you want to
1: add? Um, I would say more patient outreach on the providers end would help a lot as well. I, like I said, I just wouldn't know where to go. Like who knows about me, who can serve me? Like I honest to goodness was looking for a dermatologist in Orange County and I Googled, you know, doctors who treat dark skin or doctors who are experts in african-american skin and i didn't find a lot like surprisingly i google everything and i find anything on google and that's one of the things that has stumped me so
0: so side note if you are a dermatologist who treats dark skin in orange county california we have found you a patient (laughs) we have found you a, a potential patient but you know, this comes down to even something for when we talk to our practices, but let's even look then at you and I both know a lot of website companies, you we know, a lot of website vendors that focus specifically in our industry, in the cosmetic aesthetic space. And, and if you're outside of this particular industry and listening to this episode, think about website vendors who focus on your particular space. And in your particular industry and how can you do more to make, so coming back to talking to, you know, talking about medical practices as a website vendor, how can you help prospective patients with skin of color find the services that they're looking for? Because you shouldn't have to, Angela, you shouldn't have to go three pages, four pages deep on Google. First of all, no one should have to go four pages deep on Google for anything. But yeah, that it should be easier for you to find what you are looking for especially when you are that hyper focused on what you're looking for and so i think the other call to the website vendors is speak with your practices if your practices don't come to you wanting to do more take it upon yourselves to have those conversations with your clients with the practices themselves and and say this is what we need to do to showcase a practice being able to treat skin of color. And if you don't treat skin of color, is there a reason why?
1: Exactly. Do whatever you do with, whenever I look at a pair of shoes and that pair of shoes follows me all over the internet. Every time I open my phone, my computer or anything, I see those shoes, do I buy those shoes? Do that with skincare.
0: <laughs> with, yes, yes. So when we when we start looking at geotargeting, when we start looking at, at Facebook pixels, Do that with with skincare. That's Google AdWords, all of it. Yes, all of it. That is that is Angel on Angel's wish list. So, yes, yes. stop me.
1: I need that skincare.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get piles of skincare in the mail after this. You just watch. (laughs) So, you know, I am so grateful that we were able to have this conversation today. And you, I've said this before, but you provide this incredible perspective as a hybrid between. You're not a provider, but you're so well entrenched and see so much of our industry in the cosmetic and aesthetic medical space. And you've been in this industry for so long and you see so much. And that's where as, the, as that person, I am so grateful to have been able to have the conversation with you and for you being able to provide a strong voice today.
1: Absolutely. And thank you for having me. And I appreciate this opportunity to help others love the melanated skin they're in and I hope other people will reach out and make representation count and matter so um thank you for having me and this is my first podcast or anything like that so it went well you did a great
0: job thank you so much and when it is finally safe for us to all be in the same conference space again together I cannot wait and it is safe to get a hug Yes. (laughs) I cannot wait to get a giant hug from you. Everybody enjoy your day. And I hope that you got as much out of this episode as Angel and I did having these conversations and I encourage you be the person that starts the conversation. If you see something that you would like to change let me know if there's a particular topic you want covered on this podcast please let me know we are at shore solutions on instagram send us a dm i love getting messages from everybody and if you see more if you think of anything else that you would like to see done differently we are here so angel thank you again and to all of our listeners i look forward to coming to you next time